0: Welcome to Living Fullness, a podcast where you're invited to walk with two unusual friends through the ups and downs of the art of friendship. My name is Steena
1: Constantine. My name is Father Sean Burns, and together we explore what it takes to grow real satisfying friendships, the joys and challenges we face along the way, and of course, becoming a good friend ourselves.
0: We hope by sharing our learning and experiences, this podcast will serve you in living your life to the full. Hello and welcome back to yet another episode of Living Fullness. As always, we are excited to have you here with us. Whether you're listening in through your earpiece, in your car or in your home, you are most welcome. Hello Padre,
1: how are you going? Very well and yourself? I
0: am doing well.
1: That's the way, what have you been up to? (laughs)
0: <laughs> what have I been up to? I have actually had some exciting progress at work recently. Okay. Which has been um, really, really good. I have been working on it for a little while. So it's a support group for some of our parents whose children are suffering from cancer and other mm-hmm. life-threatening illnesses. And we've finally organised a support group with, um, in collaboration with another organisation. Mm-hmm. So we had our first session recently, which was really, really good, just cool. hearing all these parents who were able to share stories and they were able to give each other support and encouragement but also a lot of these families go through a journey where they feel they're completely alone just because of the lack of services around them. So just being able to pull these parents together in the same room mm. the strength that they can that's share awesome. when they have a shared story wow. at least aspect that is sta- yeah, shared yeah yeah, is, yeah for, um, sure. for sure quite powerful so that's been that's been what's been keeping me that is pretty awesome. occupied but it's been yeah really exciting. well done yeah thanks yeah. thanks yeah. yeah yeah how about you padre what have you been up to
1: well uh so have i told you who the new rector and vice rector are yet
0: Oh. I mean you've told me, but I don't know if we've told I don't know listeners. if we've told the, the people. Right. Oh. So so Do we need uh, a drum roll? I don't have a drum roll.
1: The, uh, the the new rector of the seminary is Father Rick Mikolajeff, mm. and the new vice rector and first year formator who'll replace me next year is Father Brad Rafter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Father Rick was one of my vice rectors when I was going through the seminary, and Father Rafter was uh, one of my colleagues, one of my fellow students, and still a very very good friend. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so to see those those two going into to to replace us is just it's it's awesome to see yeah. that and. Um, I'm now at a point where I'm trying to collate as much as I can for Father After to step into my role. Ah. Uh, So I'm trying to get as much as I can sort of sorted out. Yeah. Uh, And, uh, you know, class notes and formation notes and policies and all sorts of things, trying to get all of that done uh, so that when he comes in, he doesn't need to worry or think about, oh, what what do we do for this So what do we do for that? It's all just there. So, it's just there. So that's cool. that's that's what's been happening, yeah.
0: That's exi- yeah. a lot of work by the sounds of it, but, but exciting at the same time. Yes, look, it
1: is exciting. It is exciting, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Cool. Be a great team. Yeah, it will, it will. So this week's episode, Padre, we're mm-hmm. kind of continuing on with the conversation around self-knowledge a little bit and expanding into the temperaments. Mm. Yeah, so we going to talk a little bit about the four temperaments that people might be aware of. But just before we dive into that, just some some thoughts. Temperaments aren't necessarily our personality. Mm. (laughs) They don't necessarily describe our personality to a T. You know, they're not they're not boxes that we put people in. They're more or less they just express a tendency that we might have in the ways that we might respond to certain situations or circumstances or more likely to respond in certain ways or certain circumstances. So it's just really important to understand that what we're about to talk about today is not to put people into a box that this is, you know, one of the ones that you fall into, but this is just a tool again to gain a better understanding of ourselves and the people around us that we're in relationship with. And it gives us some words that we can use in conversation as well. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. At the same time, also not an excuse <laughs> for any poor behaviour either. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to burst that bubble. <laughs> uh, for anyone who's interested, there is a book out written by Art and Lorraine Bennett. Mm. It's called The Temperament God Gave You and it's worth a read. Yeah. It puts a little bit of a, a Christian lens on these four temperaments.
1: Mm. Originally uh, created by Aristotle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So the four temperaments, Padre.
1: Yes. Yes. Okay. So uh, let's begin with sanguine because after all, sanguines are indeed the life of the party. Yeah. Uh, Sanguines generally, uh, they are, as I say, they're considered to be the life of the party. Uh, They tend to be sort of looking for joy. Uh, you know, in, in in circumstances of their lives they can be a bit impulsive spontaneous they'll often uh, seek a, a pleasurable and enjoyable experience I guess the the weakness that can be in this personality uh, and, and that doesn't mean that it's a, a that every sanguine possesses this this every person who tends towards sanguine a sanguine temperament necessarily has this particular weakness no no, no. but that the sanguine personality tends towards these weaknesses uh, so it's it's by no means saying that that if you're sanguine then these are going to be your weaknesses no, no. it's it's just saying the tendency towards your weak, th- th- these weaknesses exists yes and uh, so those weaknesses that it tends towards our superficiality and a lack of perseverance mm, uh, mm. so sort of you know that 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 looking for the joyful or looking for the pleasurable can sometimes turn to a to a certain superficiality where your pleasure might become an end in and of itself, yeah. or or it becomes too difficult to persevere in a particular thing, and so it, they drop it and move on to something new. Mm. From a spiritual perspective, they may need a bit more structure, sort of a, a bit of a routine to grow closer to God, to grow, and also to have a bit of accountability with spiritual resolutions that they make. I, I've had one sanguine in the seminary during mm. my time there, and that's that's that was a an experience where. Accountability and structure when necessary mm-hmm. in order to help that person engage with the formation routine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, 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 right. Mm.
0: So if, in terms of examples of people who might have a tendency to be a bit sanguine, I can think of two. Yeah, Will Smith. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, definitely. Life of the party, life of the party. We'll that's see. right. That's
1: right. <laughs> and Saint Peter, yeah, yeah, yeah the, the, the Saint Peter, the impulsive. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Although I, I think that that impulsivity turned into a receptiveness to a missionary impulse. Yes. As he, yes, uh, as he grew in his faith. That's yeah. it. Yes, yeah.
0: absolutely. Then we have choleric, and your cholerics tend to be your natural leaders. They're ambitious. They're the type of people who wake up every morning with a goal to achieve. Like that's that's their go get you know type of um, type of person, type of personality, or type of tendency that they have. A classic example of this would be someone like Margaret Thatcher.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Now, for the young people out there, if you don't know who Margaret Thatcher is, <laughs> Google is your friend.
0: Yeah. These are also within church history tend to be the types of people who are well known for reforming institutions and orders within the church. Uh, An example from scripture for Colorex is also St. Paul. Mm, mm. He was, yep, he was go-get to persecute, but he was also go-get once he converted
1: (laughs) to... Go get to persecute and go get to spread.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep, there was, there's no in-between. No in-between with a choleric. I like it. <laughs> uh, weaknesses can sometimes be things like anger and pride, also a bit of impatience as well. can be some tendencies for cholerics. Uh, and when it comes to spirituality, there is a greater need for cholerics to spend time praying for humility and practising humility. Mm. Mm. because um just because cholerics tend to be so go get there's a lot of a lot of things on their plate and a lot of projects that they might be working mm. on mm. and those things can be distracting sure. so for cholerics you know a, a good idea would be simply having a notepad and a pen when you're entering into prayer so that when those distractions come up jot them down so that they're yeah. you've done something about it but it can also be
1: dealt with later that's cool that's cool yeah yep the next is melancholic Melancholics are typically analytical, literal, detail-oriented, and uh, <laughs> they wake up worrying. <laughs> I laugh at that because that's me. Uh, so <laughs>
0: I was half going, do I do I ask this question? Do we do we reveal? No, but oh, you just did. <laughs> it's, but I just, it's, its okay. It,
1: that, that that's only a part of me, so that's yeah, that, yeah. that's all right. Yeah. analytical, literal, detail-oriented. So examples are people like um, uh, St. John Henry Newman. Mm -hmm. Uh, So St. John Henry Newman was uh, very analytical, very Uh, detail-oriented. Some of his work is just astounding how much he's clearly reflected and thought about it. He is probably the finest theologian... The twentieth century, oh. and that's a really big thing for me mm-hmm. to say, mm-hmm. because I'm a massive JP two mm-hmm. fan. Like I am a massive JP two and a massive Rat singer fan. So for mm-hmm. me to say that Newman is probably the finest theologian of the twentieth century is like that's even a bit hard for me to say. <laughs> like that's, that's
0: there's a part of you breaking. It, there's there's a part of me that breaks Traitor. inside, but
1: but, <laughs> but it's but it's kind of true. He's He's, he's he's yeah incredible in the way that he analyzes and just oh, yeah. marvelous he was also though a real warrior like he mm. he he worried about um there were so many things that used to occupy his heart and his mind particularly surrounding his reception uh into the Catholic Church there was a great deal of because he was a convert uh, there was a great deal of angst that surrounded that in part because they had to leave friends behind but but back in those days uh, there was a lot of sectarianism like mm-hmm. uh, Catholics and Protestants didn't mix, mm-hmm. uh, but also um, people didn't believe that 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 he was genuinely an, an Anglican. They thought that he was always a closet Catholic, Catholic and, oh. and, and, and so and this was a real source of worry for him and yeah. stress for him. And he, oh. he always woke up being worried about you know yeah. oh what am I going to do and how am I going to you know and, and yeah he was he was a real warrior. Yeah. So for us warriors out there, patron saint Saint, saint Henry Newman. <laughs> You learn to conquer it. Yeah. So, yeah. Weaknesses, critical, <laughs> moody, <laughs> despondent. In, in terms of spirituality, surrender control and desire perfection, knowing that only God can meet our high ideals. Mm. I think that's important for a melancholic. I think often we worry about so many things and think about so many things and want things to be just so. Yeah. Like, want things to be like, mm, yep, yeah. that's... They need to be this perfect, yeah. you know. They need to be oh, yeah. spot on. And and sometimes we actually have to relinquish control a little bit, not to, to let go of the desire for perfection, but but to allow ourselves to recognise that we are not perfect and therefore cannot produce perfection. Yes, you know, and that's that's, yes. that's that's sometimes a healthy lesson for us to learn. Yes. God is the perfect one. Let's entrust everything to Him.
0: Beautifully yeah. said. So.
1: And uh, finally, last but not least,
0: last but not least, phlegmatics. These are your very relaxed thoughtful peacekeepers of the world they tend to wake up ready to doze off like it's just a very calm um, demeanor generally Um, these are people who don't like to create drama they don't like to be generally they don't like being center of attention they're you know just off doing their own thing and a good example of a celebrity example of a phlegmatic is Keanu Reeves. Yeah. The, any Matrix watchers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keanu Reeves, he's um he's a good example of that. And I think he he also is a good example of showing that just because you're a peacekeeper doesn't mean that you can't have a extraordinary career.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that you can sure. be determined. That's well said. Be, you know, yeah. so
0: I think phlegmatics can sometimes get that people can sometimes have that impression that mm, because mm. they're so peaceful that they're not necessarily have the fight in them to yeah sure to do what needs to be done which is not true (laughs) yeah yeah exactly (laughs) which is not true yeah thomas aquinas is another example
1: now that's not an example that i would have thought of
0: no neither i i wouldn't have initially thought thomas aquinas either purely because i consider him to be this incredible genius of a mastermind and to consider a very peacekeeping kind of personality was a bit of a conflict for me, but that's because I had a terrible assumption of what sure. a phlegmatic sure. would sure. ordinarily look like. So it was interesting as I was reading different things about Aquinas. And mm. and for Aquinas too, there was no sort of – he never sort of had like a, a sneering type of response to uh, anything. A Be- man
1: unable to steer. Yeah, yeah.
0: precisely yeah. because of his phlegmatic tendencies. He, he has no desire for conflict.
1: Yeah. He's a really good example of natural tendencies being supernaturalized.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it. There was this one example that I read where his friends pulled a prank on him and um, because he was just – he was so unassuming of people and always thought the best of them. And his friends decided to say to him, hey, Thomas, look out the window. There's a flying cow. And Thomas looked <laughs> and they laughed at him like they, they made fun of him. And Thomas, without without sneering, without any nastiness or anything, just sort of responded, I would rather believe that the cow is flying than my friends would lie to me.
1: Ow! Ooh, <laughs> yeah! Dang. <laughs> Dang. Oh, my goodness. Straight
0: to the core. A very simple character with a brilliant yeah. mind. Brilliant mind. Brilliant mind. Yeah. Weaknesses of phlegmatics tend to be things like laziness. Um, there is a bit of a, an avoidance for confrontation and also a, a tendency to want to please people. So there's mm-hmm. behaviours mm-hmm. associated with that that's sure other people uh, pleasing. And spiritually that may mean that phlegmatics can sometimes need to be challenged. There is a great beauty in peace, but when it comes with a, a natural phlegmatic tendency it's important to ask yourself whether the peace that you are experiencing is actually coming from Christ mm. or if it's coming from an avoidance of conflict.
1: Sure. Good question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah, so that's sort of the four Yeah. The four temperaments really in a bit of a nutshell there. I think it's also important to recognize that sometimes we can go through a bit of a chameleon phase too. Yep. I certainly went through a bit of a chameleon phase where I recognized that there wasn't one particular temperament that i was most uh, most like or most likely to be like and, and it wasn't just myself my friends around me mm. uh, when we were talking about it too they would they could easily identify each other and then they would get to me and go oh i'm not too sure about you yeah, you're a bit yeah, here sure. and you're a bit there and and it w- and you know that having reflected on that myself i can see that that was partly because i just didn't have the self knowledge required to mm. recognise exactly what traits I naturally fall within and which ones sure, I was sure. trying to emulate that just wasn't part of yeah. my design. <laughs> yep,
1: yep. <laughs> mm. Mm.
0: So no one is just 100% one of these temperaments. Mm. They We do have overlaps yeah. in all of them.
1: Yeah, that's why it's important not to, not to box. Yes, yeah. that's right.
0: Yeah, that's right. And they can change over the period of our lifetime as mm. well. There can yeah. be slight variances in that there are certain temperaments that are more useful at certain times in our lives. For sure. So for sure. For a child, it's useful to be sanguine, to be mm. social, as yeah. you're learning all those childhood yeah. skills.
1: Yeah, this is this is true.
0: As a young adult, being a bit more choleric is helpful mm. as you're setting out mm. in a new career, you're discovering who you are. Yeah. And and then as a parent, being a phlegmatic is also very it's useful. Very useful <laughs> indeed, yeah. You'll have to put out a lot of spot fires with children. Yes, So yes. it's helpful if you don't have to enter into your own. Yeah. And then in older age too, more of a melancholic.
1: Yes, yes. So the rector who's retiring, Father Thompson, mm. yesterday he was saying to me, I think I've mellowed a little bit. <laughs> like, yeah, you have. It's like, Yeah was some students that I was I had to speak to and I just don't get as angry as I used to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> <laughs> you were my rector, man. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. You have you softened. You wow. know, it's true, it's true. Yeah, the, the, the choleric sort of sort of boom, go get him thing. It's it's like, well, you know, he's now a man and in in seventies mm-hmm. and He's, he's mellowed a lot. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, how do we love our friends who have a different temperament to us?
0: Yeah. Yeah. One of the fun exercises I like being, like being able to do, especially in big group settings, mm. is just being able to spot the difference. So I think it's part, like, if you want to start somewhere, you have to start by first being able to identify Different temperaments. This doesn't, again, we're not boxing people, so we're not going to say that this person is that. No. But that they can sometimes have a tendency towards.
1: Sure, sure.
0: So even just being able to watch what happens in your friendship circle and things like, you know, when someone decides, let's go and check out this new restaurant or cafe or whatever that's just opened up, you know, pay attention to how the people respond. Generally, the sanguines will be the ones who get really excited. They want to talk about what it has to offer, what they've learned about it, what they know about it. Maybe they've had their own experience of that place already. They've already mm. been or to something similar, but they're generally the ones with a lot of energy about what's, what's about to happen. And then your cholerics tend to be the ones who are already planning how to get everybody there and when to get everyone there. Your melancholics are the ones who are considering what the implications of this new place might be, you know, what kind of impact does it have on the community, what's its location like, what does it have to offer and how mm. do they feel about that. And then your phlegmatics are the ones who are hanging back waiting for someone else to make a decision and they're quite happy with whatever, whatever decision is made.
1: I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. I like that example. Yeah. That's a really good example. It's yeah. a
0: fun, it's a fun yeah. thing to stand yeah, back absolutely. and watch. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then to just pay attention to what you lean towards in that yeah,
1: too. Yeah. Yeah. I think from that we can kind of figure out how how we can serve and love our friends through yeah, that. Yeah. You know, we can see what their traits are, we can see what our traits are, we can kind of bring the uh, the best of what we have in those traits to our friendship.
0: Absolutely. Uh, and
1: and 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 the same said for 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 our friends. You know, they they bring the best of those traits. And when we bring the worst of those traits, accountability you know, mm. that's it's such a wonderful thing to be able to have. Where friends really know us, they know the weaknesses, and they're like, "Hey, I see this, and this isn't okay. This is you, you're better than this. Yeah, you know, actually, you know what? You're right. I am better than that. I shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, you know that is that is a really helpful thing to be able to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's interesting that we can we can tend towards people of the same temperament. We, f- you know, it's a bit easier. Yeah, I think you know, but at the same time, that doesn't mean that we don't tend towards people of a different temperament, mm. because interestingly, from a romantic perspective, uh, people who are of opposite temperaments that th- they often attract. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it's the whole opposites attracting. That's, that's, that, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. This kind of leads us to a question.
0: Yeah, can you guess what Jesus's temperament was, or is?
1: Can you? <laughs> I can take a stab. (laughs) Go on, take your stab. I'm
0: going to take a stab and say none of them. Because temperaments are a way for us to actually explain our human tendencies in light of our fallen human nature. Mm. They they contain our strengths and our weaknesses, and we know that Jesus is perfect, so he has no weakness. (laughs) Um, He has a perfect human nature. So if anything, we would say that Jesus has the strengths of all of the temperaments, all four of them. And so the idea is really, as a Christian, is to become more like Christ. Mm. So the goal is, in light of the temperaments, is to know our strengths, but know our weaknesses, and then learn to overcome our weaknesses in becoming more like Him. And of course, we need Him. Yeah, (laughs) we need Him to be able to help us do that. Exactly, do that on our own. Exactly. So it's more about tempering in a way. Yeah. Our temperaments.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Absolutely, in
1: him. Yeah, mm. yeah, and this is is by the way, great. That, that's 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 brilliant Christology. That's just yeah. That's okay. that's that's solid gold. <laughs> um, and the the you know, as you rightly say, it helps us to anticipate our weaknesses. It helps us to 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 acknowledge our strengths and, and not to. Um, uh, not to kinda of take them for granted. Yeah. You know, but, but yeah. to but to see them for what they are, to to uh, to acknowledge and, and to harness those strengths. And when we bring our temperaments to God, we don't wind up making excuses. Mm. You know, we, we wind up seeing what we're meant to be, that the example of Christ. Mm. You know, and, and that's that's a beautiful thing. It's yeah.
0: it's a great thing to be able to not be tied down by our weaknesses exactly and allow right. them to bring us down, yeah. but at the same time, for our strengths too, yeah, that they don't yeah. overpower somebody else.
1: They don't overpower somebody else, and also we recognise different dimensions of our, of those strengths. Yes, we see them in ways that that perhaps we haven't before, precisely because of God's grace. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Especially in the way that we can put them to the service of others.
1: Exactly right. Mm. Exactly right.
0: Mm. And so coming back to what I said before about myself having been a bit of a chameleon, mm. I just want to point out too that Christ is not a chameleon. He's yeah. not – it's it's not like he was a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little bit of all four. Yeah. That's yeah. not what what that means. For me, that was I didn't know myself. Yeah, And so I wasn't able to, to find a link anywhere and I wasn't secure mm. in that, whereas that is not the case for Christ.
1: Yeah, yeah. Christ is perfect in every way mm. and yeah. Yep, definitely.
0: Yeah, and so him being the model.
1: We seek to model ourselves after him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, beautiful, beautiful.
0: Yeah. So there you go. There's the four yep. temperaments for yep. you. And hopefully that was useful. Yeah,
1: yeah, with any luck you t- were able to get something from it. Yeah,
0: so. I mean, we yacked about this for ages before we even we did actually, didn't we? Yeah. So it was yeah. We found it useful for ourselves. Yeah, very much so,
1: <laughs> very much so, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: There was a yeah. lot of conversation around self-knowledge for ourselves. So hopefully there was something in there for mm. you as well. And and if there was, please share it with someone. Yeah. yeah. Truth, beauty and goodness for you, Padre.
1: Well, just recently I was driving to Sydney. And as you do, you're listening to the radio or you're listening to your music on your device, on your radio. And um, a song that my niece sang mm. uh, came on. And I had noticed. heard of it. A long time, mm-hmm. and uh, it was so lovely. Yeah, you know, I remembered that, that just how how um, what a good voice she yeah. has! Oh, incredible! What a what shout a out gift. to Eva! Huge, huge.
0: We'll, um, yeah. Link her social media. Yeah, to our podcast too. Yeah, huge absolutely. Shout out to Eva. She's a fabulous young, lady.
1: fabulous young lady, and uh, uh, sh- her voice is just incredible. It reminded me of how uh, just. Just the beauty of it and and, and the message of the song was lovely too. Mm. So it was, uh, yeah, it was just a a moment of real beauty, yeah. Oh, how wonderful. How about for yourself?
0: For me, it's been someone that I've known for a little while, not not really know all that well, but we've um, had our social circles sort of – come together a few times in the last little while and we've had this young man around for dinner a couple of times as well and there's just been conversations that I've been noticing that we've been having where I'll be saying something and he'll go me too and he'll be saying something and and I'll go me too like it was just it's just nice that there's um, just discovering somebody else and Getting to know them a little bit better. I don't particularly see a, a close friendship or anything like that coming from our interactions with this young man, but sure. it's just nice that there's, uh, it's just that, that initial stages of getting to know someone. Is, that's it's really a cool. nice place to, to be and just recognizing that this isn't a friendship that's going to go anywhere, but here in itself, it's beautiful and it's, it's wonderful.
1: That's really cool. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. Pretty good.
0: So thank you for joining us for another episode this week. We hope that you have found this useful and helpful and um, hopefully there was something in there that resonated with you and Mm. if there is something that you would like us to talk about or perhaps clarify or... If there's a particular question you want us to answer. If you disagree with us, tell us. Yeah, that too. That too. Let us know. Let us know your thoughts, comments and questions. You can jump over to our Instagram page, Living Fullness. Or you can find us on Facebook, Virtue Ministry. Or as always, if you know us, come and talk to us in person. We're always happy for a chat. Until next time, know of our love and prayers.
1: God bless.